When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Wednesday, August 11th, recap of our classroom stuff. Uh, today we spent a lot of time with you working in groups on the Declaration of Independence uh, and kind of comparing uh, what John Locke had done uh, and then how Thomas Jefferson took some of those ideas and put them into the Declaration of Independence. So you did miss kind of an assignment uh, that you'll need to uh, get worked on if you missed the class. Um, as far as recapping what we did, we talked about the quotes we looked at on Tuesday. The George Washington quote, um, most people kind of equated that to the representative democracy, where he's talking about um, the representatives um, and doing you know what the people want and, and their terms of service and things like that. The Fed 10 quote, if you looked at that, we kind of said it, it could have done a couple of things. It, it talked about factions. So it could have been talked about pluralist democracy uh, where the groups are competing. Uh, we talked about the Republic versus the democracy piece, which was one of the main arguments in there uh, and about how the majority could potentially you know, overrule the, uh, the minority uh, and overrun and be ter- ter- uh, become a tyranny. And then we talked about the quote of the back uh, and we equated that to the elite democracy where there's a small few, whether it's wealthy, well-educated, whatever, that's running things. Okay. Uh, And then we got into the philosophers. So very quickly uh, to highlight, uh, we talked about five philosophers. We said the two were the ones you really need to know and that's Montesquieu and Locke. Okay. So the other three are Hobbes, and he is going to kind of create the social contract where um, we as people give up our right to govern and we agree to let the, the government govern us. And in return, they agree to uh, protect us, provide some services and, and do things the government does. Rousseau uh, dealt with some of the stuff we talked about on Tuesday, which was participatory democracy and the majority minority. So we didn't spend much time on them because we'd spent basically the whole day on Tuesday on them. The first big one is Montesquieu. Uh, I shouldn't say big one, but for our purposes, uh, Montesquieu is the big one. And he wrote extensively about the branches of government. Specifically, hold on, let me take a step back there. He didn't write about the branches of government. He wrote about the separation of powers. The people that wrote our Constitution, in turn, created the branches of government out of his idea of the separation of powers. So I, I misspoke there, and I apologize for that. So you know, Montesquieu come, came from a time uh, and remember, all these guys came from a time when there wasn't a government like we have. They came from a time when the, you know the, the places they were at uh, in Europe were ruled by uh, monarchies, kings, queens, and things like that. And uh, one person could write up a law, enforce a law, and judge a law. And so, honestly, you shouldn't. One person shouldn't have that kind of power. And so uh, he wrote extensively about the the separation of powers and how we should separate those out. And our uh, people that wrote the Constitution came up with the branches of government. So we have the legislative branch, which writes the law. We have the executive branch, which enforces. And then we have the judicial branch, which judges. We, as a country, 
did not want one person to accumulate all those powers. That's too much power. Uh, John Locke, he had something to do with the social contract. Uh, he was not contemporaries with Hobbes, but he did uh, write on and add on to, 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 um, in, in about the social contract. But he's more famous for the natural rights. Okay, And we know the natural rights today because those are what's listed in the uh, Declaration of Independence. So Jefferson took what Locke wrote as the natural rights and added them, or at least Jefferson's version, to the uh, Declaration of Independence. So Locke wrote that the natural rights are life, liberty, and property. And so you need to know those three. Those are important. All right. We'll obviously need to know the three that are in the Declaration of Independence. I also need to understand about what Locke believed about the natural rights. Not only did he write, hey, these are people's natural rights. These, if you're born, these are your natural rights. You have these. But it's also the government's job to protect those natural rights. And this is why you know, today, if you're ever <clears throat> accused of a crime, uh, searched, arrested, put in jail, all those kinds of things, the natural rights are still there. Your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are still something that we have. It's still something that is very important to us. And the government can't take away your right to those, those inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, without giving you due process. So if you are ever arrested, don't be, but if you ever are, you're going to get uh, all kinds of things from the Fourth, the Fifth, and the Sixth Amendment. Those are the rights of the accused. Because if they're going to try and take away your, you know, if they're going to try to put you in jail and take away your life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, then they have to give you all these opportunities to prove your innocence and all the tools that's needed to possibly do that. And then finally, we talked about Voltaire. Uh, he wrote about the freedom of speech and religion. Remember, he's going to come from a time when if you talk bad about the government, you talk bad about the king, things like that, you might just disappear and never come back. All right. Uh, so the, the whole idea is the freedom for freedom of speech. And the idea behind the Bill of Rights, First Amendment, freedom of speech, is the fact we should be able to criticize the government. We should be able to say what we want about the government and not face consequences. That doesn't mean we can make threats and things like that, but we should be able to criticize. If we don't think something the government's doing is correct, we have the right and the ability uh, and the freedom uh, to, to question it and criticize it without facing repercussions. Okay? Same thing with religion. You should be able to worship how you want to. So that's what we covered in class today. Um, and then we spent about 30 minutes uh, on a Declaration of Independence assignment. So you can catch up with that uh, next time I see you in class. All right, guys. Hope everything is well. And I'll see you and talk to you on uh, Thursday.